Let's Talk, the BFC devotional podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Our passage for today is 2 Samuel chapter 24, starting in verse 18. And Gad came that day to David and said to him, Go up, erect an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Arana, the Jebusite. So David, according to the word of Gad, went up as the Lord commanded. Now Arana looked and saw the king and his servants coming toward him. So Arana went out and bowed before the king with his face to the ground. Then Arana said, Why has my lord the king come to his servant? And David said, To buy the threshing floor from you to build an altar to the Lord, that the plague may be withdrawn from the people. Now Arana said to David, Let my lord the king take and offer up whatever seems good to him. Look, here are oxen for burnt sacrifice, and threshing implements, and the yokes of the oxen for wood. All these, O king, Arana has given to the king. And Arana said to the king, May the Lord your God accept you. Then the king said to Arana, No, but I will surely buy it from you for a price, nor will I offer burnt offerings to the Lord my God, that which costs me nothing. So David bought the threshing floor and the oxen for fifty shekels of silver. And David built the altar there to the Lord, and burnt offerings, and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. So the Lord heeded the prayers for the land, and the plague was withdrawn from Israel. Many of you will be familiar with this story in the section that comes before what we just read. David decides to conduct a census of the nation of Israel, which sounds innocent enough on its face, but as we'll learn from Scripture, David had wrong motives for what he did. And once he finally receives the numbers of the people, his conscience is immediately struck. In a unique gesture that happens nowhere else in Scripture, God gives David three options for judgment that the nation will receive for his sin. David chooses a pestilence or a plague that will last three days. Now, after God relents and David once again confesses his sin, we have the passage we just read. This story has always been fascinating to me for a number of reasons. One of which is that the text clearly indicates that God stirred David's heart to conduct this census as a means of bringing judgment on his people. Yet, God's action and David's actual guilt are not held to be in any kind of tension by Scripture. Both are a given. But the second reason that this text has always struck me is what we just read in verse 24. God has told David to go build an altar and make a sacrifice on the threshing floor of a man named Arana. I hope I'm saying that right. David makes his way there, and as he's getting close... Arana sees him, comes out, and once he hears what the king intends to do, he offers to give everything to David that he needs. David's response runs counter to almost any reaction I could expect that we would give. At least certainly what my response would be. I'm on my way to do the Lord's will, and before I even arrive at my destination, a man comes out and says, here's everything you need to complete your task for free. Well, I would naturally assume that this is a blessing from the Lord. Here I am being obedient, and God has showered me with blessings. Who would I be to refuse? But David, being a man after God's own heart, understood what he had been asked to do. He had been asked to offer a sacrifice, and there's no such thing as a free sacrifice. Verse 24, Then the king said to Arana, No, but I will surely buy it from you for a price, nor will I offer burnt offerings to the Lord my God with that which costs me nothing. What David said here is a principle for all time. Following the Lord will cost us. We can either avoid making sacrifices, or we can follow God. 
Jesus says in Luke 9, 23 through 25, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? To truly live our lives, we must lay them down. And he says that by doing so, we will experience real, true life. Now for some application. Hebrews 13.15 says this, Through him, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Not just offer up praise, but a sacrifice of praise. Now what could, lips that acknowledge his name, what that passage says, cost us? Well, regularly confessing Jesus' name, bringing him into conversation, can certainly cost us the friendship of people who refuse to be around someone who talks about Jesus all the time. Could cost us ridicule, if you're one of those crazy Christians. Could cost us respect at work. Now, where we live here in Highlands County, it's very normal to be a quote-unquote Christian, whatever that may look like. But that isn't true everywhere. Many places, being an outspoken follower of Jesus can be very costly. And while people may accept the label of Christian around here, someone who takes that very seriously and makes major decisions at life, at work, at home, can also be the object of ridicule. Or even, let's bring it to the place where we typically think about praise and offerings happening, the Sunday morning worship service. Should anything about this experience cost us? How about our energy and attention? Should we just meander into the sanctuary? Wait for the service to happen to us? Or should we spend our energy, our focus, our emotional investment to participate in what is going on on a Sunday morning? Will I engage in conversation with those people I don't know? Will I sing out during the musical worship time even though I don't consider myself a singer because God is worthy of all of my voice, my energy, my focus? Will I make it a point to set my phone out of sight so I don't get distracted and I can devote my whole attention to the preaching of God's word? There is no free sacrifice, but we sacrifice some of these lesser things so we can experience more of the most valuable things, namely more of God, more of his work and his life in us. Two notes to close. One, this land that David purchases will eventually be the site of the temple that his son Solomon will build, where sacrifices will be continually brought to God because of the faithfulness of David in this one thing. And two, don't we see in David the king sacrificing himself for the lives of God's people, a foreshadow of another king who will sacrifice his life not too far from that very spot to stave off the plague of sin and death for all his people? We love because God first loved us. We can sacrifice because God gave himself. God gave everything that we might know him. Praise the Lord for that truth. Well, thank you for joining us for another edition of Let's Talk. Join us here every Monday through Friday for more devotions from your BFC pastoral staff. Join us for services in person at 9 or 11 a.m. and our online services at 9 a.m. on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. Check out our website, www.bfcsebring.org, or our Facebook page at BFC Family for other articles, helpful updates, and service times. You are loved, church family. Have a blessed day.